You know how easy it is to make oat milk? Don't buy this shit. You've got a bad carton that's lined with whatever, emulsifiers and all kinds of stuff. You don't need to buy it. Yeah, it's a horrible idea. All right, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this special episode. I got my guy, Darren Olian here. Now, I called him a superfood guru. He said, no, 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 I'm a student. But to me, he's a superfood guru. <laughs> We're going to talk about all of the most important pieces when it comes to your livelihood. Aging, feeling good when you're aged. Remember I talked about longevity, but I talked about health span, feeling good in your body as you age. We're going to talk about the best foods out there for your hormones. That's you might have read his book, Super Life and Fatal Conveniences. You might have seen him on Netflix traveling around the world with Zac Efron. We're going to go deep into all of this. Welcome to the episode, Darren. Hey, man, Good listen, you. You, you got your podcast. You have some fantastic episodes. I've mm. listened to them. Mm. One of my best friends, Dr. Sam, was on there. She mm. was on the show. So Dr. now Sam. Have, yeah, Dr. Sam, shout out her. Now having you on this uh, podcast has been a while, mm. but we finally got you on. I'm so happy to have you, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like we were saying earlier that little doggy healing crisis. So, mm. but we're, you know going the holistic route on that and we'll get there yeah man we'll yeah. talk a little bit about doggies too man yeah. we, we, we have we, we have a mutual friend who's who's helped you and has yes. been on the show yes. look you have such a passion for health and wellness mm. your heart is in really having people feel good in their bodies you talk so you have your own uh, baruka nut line like there's there, you are in it okay mm. and you've been in it for many years mm -hmm. but i want to ask you really from the get-go because I know you're passionate about talking about hormones and how foods are disrupting mm. our hormones. Mm. In all of your years, mm. what have you seen? What foods out there? What's happening? Why are our hormones so disrupted right now? Well, <clears throat> you know, it's it's the it's the weird elephant in the room. You know, uh, we we are in this experiment that we're losing, um, and. The, I mean, really, the ultra-processed foods are just, you know, it's a red flag. Mm -hmm. And then with, which you're aware, the environmental world that we're living in is undercutting and mimicking and thwarting and disrupting our very delicate system. We were never meant to interact with 60 to 80,000 created chemicals every year blasted in our environment and none of them virtually at all maybe 10 percent, are tested just linearly zero are tested as they interact mm. so it's this weird world that we are in and it's the more sensitive our testing the more we realize how dangerous it is mm -hmm. so it's it's um it's an upside down kind of model Whereas um, they throw foods at us or supplements or everything else. And then only upon overwhelming evidence, if it's dangerous, then they'll look at it. So instead of proving safety first and then selling it to us, um, they don't do that. Mm. They throw these things out there and then only if they're caught um, it happens. You know, we, we had a recent study that's not in the book because it just came out that more and more diagnostic procedures are being created. Um, some laser lights 
created and they found that um, 240,000 bits of microplastics are in, on average, in every liter of water. So when you ask that question, there's, there's thousands of smoking guns, but the problem is every, any one of them is not necessarily the only one or the most dangerous. It is the accumulation and the overall body burden of all of this stuff. Plus studies are coming out showing a lot of these dangerous hormone disrupting chemicals in the food in the ultra processed food. So not only is the food just horribly calorically dangerous for us and hyper palatable and addictive, um, that it also has these chemical signatures in it too. So, uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's, it's a, I wish that I, that you and I wouldn't have to have this conversation. I wish I didn't have to write this book. Um, but the truth is if, you're someone that's like, hey, man, I'm going to eat well, I'm going to take care of myself, I'm going to work out, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to do my breathing, I'm going to do maybe I'm going to do some cold therapies, some heat, some all that stuff. But if you're not looking at your environment, if you're not looking at what you're putting in your mouth, both water and beverages and what containers they're around uh, or con touching with, and you're not actively looking to detoxify yourself from the this environment which will unpack more then it's like um it's the other side of the coin yeah right and so this is where it's uh it, it you know i was compelled to to need to talk about this but there's there's always a solution and so i'm very optimistic it's just as anything um similar to the event you're going to have uh giving the opportunity for people to release because this society unless we step in this society this algorithm this is going to grab our attention and next thing you know a day goes by a week a month a year where are we and who am i now mm -hmm. because i haven't given myself the time to release or to stop that which I'm habitually doing. And if unless we investigate those things and learn and be the CEO of our own health, um, we don't realize the, the, the conflicts of interest of largely maybe a profit-centered motive mm -hmm. that they don't have the same the corporations don't have the same interest of you than like your mom did right yeah <laughs> that's true and 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 sometimes we just defer that if it's on the shelf it must be okay yeah and i remember i made that analogy 10 years ago but now i think people are becoming more aware that wait a minute you know what i mean like with with people like you putting this out to everyone we're starting to bring that awareness what what are your most concerning chemicals right now that are in the environment or in our food? I mean, I, I, I have to kind of talk about and, and I think the PFOSs and the PFOAs and the forever chemicals, because these things are these, you know, like if you talk about which we can makeups and, and things like that, they have parabens, which, which, 
act as um, in the formulas that they they keep things stable and things like that, but they they're they're endocrine disruptors. But but we do have half lives in the body, right? Yeah. So it does six to eight hours. The body can grow. The problem is we just keep applying, right? Yeah. So the body tries to turn over. But the forever chemicals, um, the PFOSs, and the PFOSs are a fluorine. A compound that the godfather of that was Teflon, right? And nonstick, very good at its job, uh, heat resistant, slippery. Well, now we became aware of that, but it, they still just punted it to other uses. Everything from paper to to the seat you're sitting on, to waterproofing, to that stain resistant T-shirt, to that mascara that doesn't wipe off when you see these kind of triggers that is first of you've divorced yourself from nature you've now relied on some sort of chemical miracle mm -hmm. and that has a list of consequences so pfos because it's a forever chemical it persists in biology in your biology and we have no idea other than some really strong indicators of cancer, endometriosis, uh, breast cancer, uh, testicular cancer, kidney cancer. Like we have some strong indicators that this is these forever chemicals are sprinting you towards those types of outcomes. And I don't want to even make make people. I don't want them to just think think forever chemicals is a throwaway phase phrase. It's a it's forever. Right. And so it persists in you and in the environment. And now, so 50% of Americans, their biggest exposure of PFAS, it's coming from the water. Right. So it's now you're using it in your environment. Mm -hmm. It's now in the environment. And now it's coming back around to you and now infecting you through the water because it's here. It's not going away. And so now we're reinfecting ourselves with these chemicals. So I think PFOS is, is the scariest one because I don't know a way other than avoid the shit out of it. I don't know a way uh, and I don't know what we do mm -hmm. other than just absolutely uh, make this not usable in the world. And luckily through this work, um, I know of big industry people working in industry that are creating healthy versions of this and there's a, a there's a group um i can't name their name yet but they're using algae based mm -hmm. um alternatives to then not have consequences but but have the performance of pfos mm -hmm. so it's just lazy you know and ultimately all of this stuff gets down to laziness yeah and it's lazy and it's centered on a very, very old model. And that old model is uh, the GDP, the capitalistic profits over everything else, over the health and safety, over the health and safety of your children, of you, of me. And just to, to anchor the, the forever chemical down a little more, one that we played with back in the day is DDT, yeah. right? So we use this as pesticides, herbicides, but we banned it in 1972. Well, guess what's still here? 
And there were some studies done, I think it was 2018-19, where the, there was about six, 60 girls that were tested, and over 90% of them had uh, DDT still in their blood. Mm. So this is the game we're playing. And so to your point earlier, there is no omnipresent, you know, group that you think, well, someone had to have tested this first yeah. and someone had to have had my best interest before I can grab it off the shelf, put it in there with this fancy box or this greenwashing idea, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to feed it to my child. Mm -hmm. Um it's just a really bad idea. We need to become aware of it. And also my optimism comes by way of we've got the numbers. We always have the numbers, right? Meaning we have the people. So your audience and you and your messages and your audience listening and the guests that they're also coming in and the, 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 the audience that they're yeah. uh, affecting. So the more we become aware of it, the more we go, no. The first thing you can do is go, okay. Don't buy this, buy that. You know, just deal with the mascara running. <laughs> you know, just, you know, it's it's things like that where we we just need to be discerning with our voting power of our money. And and that's where the optimism comes in because this is how everything changes mm -hmm. by people rising up and say, hey man, no more. Like, yeah. let, let's change this stuff. And so you have to have a bit of a hard conversation. That's what these are. You're like, I don't know about you, but anything worth anything, you have to, especially like, I, I think of this as relationship. It's a relationship with ourselves. But you can use the analogy of a relationship with your significant other. If you guys just blow off everything and you don't really honestly have deep conversations how successful do you think your relationship's going to be mm. right you're just kind of existing right the majority and what they want us to probably believe is just exist and keep buying your stuff keep buying your fragrance filled laundry detergent yeah. right that's full of harmful chemicals that they don't have to disclose because they have the loophole of it's a proprietary blend. Who's the who's the you know brilliant person that came up with that stupid ass idea, yeah. right? So, you know, that that's where we just have to go. And by the way, just to not leave people hanging, if you want laundry detergent that isn't harmful, it's really easy. You know, buy a pail of borax that's clean, buy if you have whites, you can hydrogen peroxide and organic vinegar. And if you want it to smell good, some great essential oil, man. And now you've just up-leveled everything. So you haven't hurt someone's health. You've actually increased it sympathetically through the healthy benefits of, say, an essential oil without the harmful com compounds of chemicals. So there's always a solution. It's just a matter of let's become aware yeah. and then let's just take a turn and then develop an, a habit that's more in line with your health and less in line with a company that doesn't care. Mm -hmm. 
I think we're sort of in that awareness phase right now. Over the past few years, it's been coming to the surface. And there's like sort of the empowerment, like, wait a minute. This is, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm starting to see it more. Yeah. You and I were talking about this years ago. Yeah. Now it's coming to the surface and people are going, wait a minute, that's greenwashing. Yeah. This is not, look, in this label, they're starting to read things from a more uh, empowered eye. Yeah. And, I, and I really love that you're bringing that to the surface because something like PFAS is nasty. It stays in your system for a very, very, it stays in nature forever. Yeah. And to think that, okay, it's in our water. Here's something we're bathing in. We're putting our children for their, you know, daily bath or every other day. You know, we're drinking this water. A lot of people are still drinking tap water. Yeah. So, and they're going, oh, do I really need this filter? And a lot of these over-counter filters, the cheaper lower-end ones, they don't remove PFAS. Yeah. So it's like, okay, exactly. we really need to understand the importance of these things. And it's it's an inconvenience, it's right? An inconvenience, yeah. It's an inconvenience, as, sure. as, we're, as we're saying. Like, because for me... If I go to the gym, I want to have some some things that are sweat resistant, right? <laughs> I want to make sure, you know, I would just want to feel cool in my stuff. All right? But then I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, like yeah. this, this is going against nature. We talked yeah. about that in yoga pants on this show. Oh, PIFAs in yoga pants was incredible. And where do they find them the most? In the crotch area. Yeah. In the sports bra, where do they find them? In the nipples, yeah. right? Where the baby's breastfeeding. We're not even thinking about these things. Isn't that crazy? But these are the chemicals. You ever see Dark Waters, the movie? Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. what a movie. Oh, Mark yeah. Ruffalo? Yeah. Everyone, viewers and listeners, go watch that if you really want to understand the yeah. implication of this chemical. Yeah. But it connected to multiple cancers, mm-hmm. multiple chronic diseases. We're still trying to figure out how 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 much of a, a harmful effect it'll have long term. That's the problem. That's it's the, the problem. bad experiment. It's the bad experiment. You know? What about what about the plastics now? The microplastics is 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 the one that we were really talking about before the PFAS, but yeah. it, it's still here. We're talking about things like fish. We're talking things like your Starbucks cup. Mm-hmm. Where do we find microplastics, and and how is it affecting our hormones? Yeah, well, think you know we think of plastic, right? But in order to get its 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 origin is petroleum. And then in order to make it into, listen, plastic is an incredible advancement. It's good at its job. That's the problem. It's so good at its job, it's so cheap. So we've created this thing, plasticizers, phthalates, all of these things, liners. So all of it has this chemical soup, but it's petroleum base. So anytime your food is coming in contact with plastic especially when there's heat and long-term exposure you're really you're really in a dangerous position and plastics and what the chemicals that are used to make plastics so one thing for sure people can take away the spongier the plastic the more endocrine disruptors estrogen mimickers phthalates are in it can you say that again? Because this is this is important yeah, for us so to understand. Yeah, so the more spongy the plastic, you know the cheap, really cheap water bottles that you literally just go, that means there's a ton of plasticizers, phthalates, and endocrine disruptors in there, okay? It makes it malleable, okay? Also, phthalates are in makeup. It's like, it's a, it, again, these, these chemicals show up everywhere. So now your water, your food, think of hot, food coming to contact with plastics as well so that's leaching 
right? Tea bags, leaching. Tea bags were a great invention, used to be loose leaf. Then it was a guy who developed uh, to, in, the, in the village and they dropped him off with a little cotton, you know, a cotton sachet. And now they wrap it in plastic so it doesn't rip. And now you're putting tea, you're trying to get the great botanicals out of and the compounds out of, but you're also now it's in plastic, right? So those tea bags, most tea bags are lined with plastic. So you have all of this leaching, petroleums and oil and chemicals that it made to get there is mimicking, thwarting, changing your endocrine disruption, your endocrine system. So this is where we, we don't understand all of the ramifications of this because these are, as you know, these are your master glands. Like these are running your life, right? So if your body is always taking in estrogen and you just did your yoga class, you're just drinking water, you just put your makeup on that morning, you just, on average, a woman gets exposed to about 126 chemicals every day and then reapplication. So your endocrine disruptors are getting hit all the time. But the 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 thing that I get most freaked out about is because when you open up your mouth to these nanoplastics, that's where it really gets scary. Mm -hmm. And again, the more we learn about the testing, uh, they 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 did this new test to where uh, usually microplastics are deemed. There's actually a uh, the size of microplastics is five nanometers or below, right? The first kind of testing, even when I wrote the book, it was around, okay, they're showing up in like nine, 90,000 mm -hmm. microbits of plastic. But now they developed, this one researcher developed uh, using two beams and uh, they can run that through the liquid and now see nanoparticulates so it gets more and more intense. So we're able to see more of that is invisible. That's then visible through the diagnostics. And so now that's where that study showed up. It's like, wait a minute. It's not 90. It's 240,000 on average per liter of water. Wow. Right? <clears throat> so, so imagine you're basically taking in oil. Uh, and it's affecting your hormonal system. And, uh, and, and that's where the wheels start coming off, right? So the body's inability to regulate itself in a variety of different ways, which we can get into. But, uh, and then you have all of these hormone disrupting. You've got, um, you know, the, the very fabric of us even moving the population forward is being threatened. So women's fertility, endometriosis, painful periods, all of that stuff is going on. At the same time, men's testosterone is dropping off the cliff. And then they're just moving the, the normal, yeah. right? They're just moving. This doesn't mean it's optimal. Right. Um, so it's like this perfect storm where we're just kind of 
you know, I, I, I get frustrated sometimes when we're like, I step back and I go, we're running around like, like all of this is okay. And, uh, and it's not, you know, and it's it's like, how, 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 how can we have this, uh, this, this chemical romance as a part of our society without the proper tests and, and how, like for me, when I got into the supplement industry, I was seeing all these claims, like, you know, 20 years ago, I was like going, okay, you're claiming something. I would knew a couple labs, so I'd test something because I was interested in the compounds of, call it moringa or maca yeah. or sashinchi or yacon, early stuff I was looking into and una de gato and all these things like incredible. When you look at the data of some of this stuff, and then I was like, wow, it's not even in there, mm. or it's in there and it's just neutered. And that's what got, really got me into the botanical world and into the superfood world. Yeah. So, so my, and, and again, kind of going off a second, my father suffered directly from multiple chemical sensitivity. So that was 30 years ago. So now I'm sprinting into this awareness also from the supplement industry going, wow, the flavoring industry, uh, they're not disclosing because I'm testing. And then I read the bylaws of the FDA and like, oh, they're letting right. this be okay. So I'm like, that was like that moment 20 years ago when I was screaming at the head of the flavoring industry. Go, I, because the reason I didn't, I didn't know. So I was saying, hey, man, I told you no flow agents, no propylene glycol. Not, I didn't want that in there, and I keep testing it. He goes, yeah, but it's, it's natural. And I was like, what? I, I feel like I'm going crazy right now. And that's when I looked at the bylaws of the FDA, and the FDA allows for certain levels of these things that I was seeing as, as problematic. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, it's this industry that is allowed for these things to occur. And we, the normal person, hasn't been informed. So, so to your point, now some of the stuff is coming out. Is it alarming to me? Nope. I'm happy that these studies are being done. And they're usually being done by some, you know, chemical, um, like, environmental working group or uh campaign for safe cosmetics or some group um water keepers robert kennedy jr back in the day would like test the hudson river and it was the dirtiest river and contaminated three eyes and frogs and neutered and and these are the products man that the the industry that is killing the environment is being sold to us. And the thing that was so great, because I care about the environment, I've spent a lot of time looking at it. From a big pers- perspective, you can really say, listen, the let's try to be a better steward of the planet. And then the light bulb went off. It's like, if it's harmful to you, it's harmful for the planet. How it was created if it was a lipstick, if it was a piece of clothing that has plastics and plasticizers and elastane and 
and no no plant died clean anything virtually second largest polluter on the planet are clothing mm. to your point like we tested we i was actually in a lab uh side note i was in a lab uh in nashville a couple weeks ago because i'm helping my buddy jeff garner who's plant-based fashion guy and we're toxic clothing mm. we're doing a documentary on it oh, we went great. into a lab and we cut off a piece of fabric we didn't tell the practitioner what we were testing but she was testing for PFAS and so as we're going through the test get the glasses on we got the coats on and then she's talking through and um and we have the solution that precipitates the fluorine gas that comes off and uh and then we bring it over to this agitator and it's calculating it i said you know so what are the numbers looking like she goes well it usually takes like a half an hour for all of it to precipitate out i said well let's just see what shows up right now so state of california mandated 100 parts per million in close of pfas which is one part per million is too much again it's a dangerous forever chemical yep it wasn't even completed, the test. It needed longer to precipitate all of it out. So we shortened it by a third. So the caveat is there would have been more in yeah. it the longer we did the test. You know what the, the test came back is? 860 parts per million mm -hmm. of a piece of clothing. Mm -hmm. And and I looked at the I looked at the researcher and the cameras were rolling and I looked at the researcher and I said wow that's a lot and and i knew that she was pol paying a politically because she was testing everybody yeah and she was being very neutral and she wasn't really answering the question i said what if you wore that and she goes yeah you could see it on her face as soon as it was personal she just was yeah that I, that wouldn't be a good thing. Mm. So she answered everything you needed to answer. So this is, dude, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to continue to have these conversations, but I want people to be able to have these solutions also. Avoidance is really good plan, especially yeah. for these things. Avoid as much as you can. And unfortunately with clothing, with uh, convenient foods, uh, these aligners, the Starbucks, you know, it's not cardboard. Cardboard would fall apart in interacting with water. Come on, especially hot water, especially hot coffee. Come on, we need to use our common sense. Mm -hmm. This isn't miracles, right? It's chemi chemicals that are infecting you. There's plastic liners in there. So that's all chelating into the liquid and then affecting your hormonal system. And, and this is... Again, this is the fabric of us feeling the best ever. And we're being hijacked every day. And it's not just from your Starbucks coffee. It's from your shampoo, your conditioner, your perfume, your clothing, your yoga pants. You're just trying to take care of yourself. And you just went to your yoga, your hot yoga class. Now it's even worse. And, and, you know, and the thing I'll say, because people, they need a little break. I say, start with your intimates buy clean underwear what i mean by that is plant dyed organic cotton 
because it's sensitive areas and it can absorb very easily, right? Bras, underwear, men, underwear. Start there, right? And try to get rid of a lot of these rayons and nylons and just completely chemicalized versions of clothes, which, and then Azo dyes and polyesters. polyesters and, yeah. you know, the alarming thing, dude? Like, I was looking at all this research uh, and I was like, an average regular t shirt, which is the most bought piece of clothing in America. Right. On average, we buy about five new T-shirts every year. Right. One T-shirt. From growing the unconventional glyphosate ridden pesticides, herbicides, larvicides crop to create the cotton, starting from there all the way to you buying it. You know how many chemicals it takes to make that? Eight thousand. Eight thousand. You know how many... PFAS chemicals, derivatives are out there, 9,000. So it's not just PFAS. It's like, hey, okay, so now PFAS is getting out in the lexicon. Okay, change it. Just change a little tweak, and now it's PFOA. It's PFF. Mm -hmm. It's like just like BPA, right? People hear or people say, okay, liners and cans. Be aware of BPA. Well, then they change it to BPH, and you're like, Oh, and then they make another tweak. And so then they say BPA-free. And it's, it's a complete farce. Yeah. So this is the, this is the whack-a-mole that is going on. And I, I know it sucks that we're here, yeah. but we didn't do it. Yeah. You know, it, it was a movement that we were all born into. So I don't know about you, and I think probably your listeners, you want to live a great life. You want to live the kind of life that you have energy, vitality, and maybe you want to go after your dreams. But if your body is not functioning, if you are being hijacked by your hormonal system, it's hard to live the dream when you're suffering from a lot of these nebulous things because it's accumulation. It's overall body burden, mm -hmm. right? So the, 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 the path, the meditation of this thing is don't do everything. Some of you, if you want, go crazy, do as much as you can. But for the most part, just start implementing better choices over time. Yeah. If you want to buy a new T-shirt, Buy one that's 100% organic, maybe undyed, right? Or has plant dyed. Uh, and now just buy one t-shirt instead of five that are for $4.99, yeah. right? Yeah. We've, we've also been duped in the real economy. We've had subsidies that's faking the real cost of processed food, right? And that's a whole nother conversation. So we're used to getting our clothing at a certain cost, which, which the true cost is slave labor, toxic material for them and the environment. Like, so I know that this type of stuff can be intense, but this is the radical honesty 
that I like to live by. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me that when you're radically honest with yourself and other people, you have the opportunity of greatness mm -hmm. because you're unwilling to accept that which is not in alignment with life. It's like, that's the whole, like, I didn't want to write this freaking book. I didn't want 15 researchers and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of studies. Because as you can imagine, every chapter is a monumental amount of work in order to understand it enough to then condense it into a chapter. And you're like, you know how many swear words are in that book? Because I'm staring at this stuff going, what? How is this possible? How is this possible that my dad suffered from just off-gassing of a t-shirt? How is that possible? A high-functioning professor was literally wiped out and had to have disability leave from his profession because of unseen consequences to chemicals mm -hmm. that are untested. Mm -hmm. That is where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. That's where this whole thing, because I didn't want my dad to suffer, and I don't want other people to, especially when it has nothing to do with their choice. Because yeah. they didn't know. they were. I, it, I don't expect to go into a store and buy shampoo, conditioner, underarm deodorant, any of this stuff, dental floss, for God's sake, I don't expect it to be harmful. But guess what? Most of it is. Mm -hmm. When I realized that PFOS was in dental floss, I was so pissed. Yeah. But it's like a perfect storm. It slides easily between teeth. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my God, this is the greatest invention ever. Yeah, won't won't tear apart. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's nylon, petroleum, and PFAS, mm -hmm. and then it has a minty, artificial fragrance. Right. Yeah. And you're putting that in your mouth. You already know that liver is responsible for essential functions in the body, like flushing out toxins and harnessing nutrients, but you don't know how burdened it is, and it's burdened. And you could even be eating healthy but it's burdened for two reasons. I believe there's an energetic reason too with repressed anger, but I won't go into that. The stuff that we're breathing in, the stuff we put on our skin, we don't think about how it's accumulating through our life and stressing our liver. One of my favorite liver supplements out there is Organifi's Liver Reset. It's got a potent blend of milk thistle and artichoke leaf and trophalia, three herbs that have been used to support liver health and have been shown to support liver health. It promotes detoxification helps processing the vitamins and minerals and removing the excess toxins in the body, helps with bile production, right? That's how you're gonna break down, emulsify fat, helps increase energy, transforming food into more readily available forms. The daily liver support is easy. When it comes to supplements, one of the go-tos that you need, aside from like a stress supplement or like a multivitamin, something for your gut, is something for your liver. I've been taking something for my liver for 10 years now. Daily liver support is easy with Organifi's blend of adaptogens inside every capsule of Liver Reset. They're convenient on-the-go capsules and can be taken any time of day. Go to www.organifyshop.com pages DRG. The code DRG gets you 20% off. That's Organifi Shop, O-R-G-A-N, 
I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com slash pages slash Dr. G. You know, thanks, Darren, for that. I, f- I felt the passion in that for real. I saw uh, a really great post the other day. It said, just a little BPA. And then it said, just a little PFAS, just a little formaldehyde, just a little benzene. And it was just a huge list of all, you know, because that's what we say, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, well, it's just a coffee cup. Like it's once a day. It's just a little, I, I work out, I sweat, I, I pee. But we don't realize that it's not just a coffee cup. It's not just you putting your food into a glass container. It's also the stuff that you're wearing, like you, like we just talked about, that we don't talk about enough, actually. Yeah. Stuff you're breathing in, the couches, the bed, the home, the rugs. Your molds. All, the mold. Everything is this perfect storm. And I've worked in oncology. I came out of school working, doing my residency there. I've seen thousands of cancer patients, a lot of breast cancer patients. And I used to test them all across the board for everything, including toxin. You did. And I, in my professional opinion, I think the two biggest drivers for cancer are environmental toxins mm-hmm. and emotional, the emotional repression stuff Bingo. that we just we were talking about. These are the two things we don't even ask about in, in medical centers right. at all. It's not, we don't even talk about those two things. Ironically, and I told you, I've seen thousands. I believe that that's what drives cancer more than anything epigenetically to change those genes. Dude, I agree a million percent. And I have a real world thing that, so I had a Colorado mom. So when I graduated university from Minnesota, I've, I lived in Boulder, Colorado for seven years. One of my spiritual mothers, when I was awakening from whatever delusion I was in, in my 20s, she became like this really important figure in my life. She ended up getting cancer. I was in the hospital visiting her. And because she had this uh, wicked awareness and was one of my first teachers, right, and kind of handed me my first metaphysical textbooks and just really were like saw me like mm-hmm. all of a sudden doing this. She's sitting there, and now I'm like, fuck, emotional, right? Like, I'm sitting there. She's dying of cancer, and she looks at me. It's just her and I in the room. She goes, I know why I have cancer. Really? What? Because of my resentment that I haven't been willing to let go of, of my husband, who I knew. And as soon as she says it, I saw her whole... I was I was living at their house. I was living in their basement. I knew their family. I'm like, oh my God, I see it. Yeah. I see how the resentment would come out, every little passive aggressive stuff. But she'd been carrying an event and hadn't been willing to forgive him for 20 years. That changed everything for me. I since have good holistic doctors and stuff. And I asked one guy who deals a lot with cancer, Dr. Dr. Michael Rankin. And I asked him one day, I already knew the answer. I said, how, how much of your, when you see disease states could be emotional, just emotional. It could be whatever he goes. Well, he deals a lot with cancer, but he says, I said, how much of it is there emotional component of any disease state? He goes, a hundred percent. There's always, Right. There's always because you pull that string and it's always there. And it's these combinations of things, you know, this inability for a body to be resilient 
when you're holding on to such emotional things. And we know so little. And I'm so glad that you're, I mean, as I walked in here, you're like, you're literally creating a class and an opportunity and a space that doesn't exist in the kind of world we've created to allow people to stop, go deep, and acknowledge. Because, man, you do some good breath work. I, you know, I took ayahuasca 23 years ago. But you do some good breath work. There's yeah. no ayahuasca that you need. Yeah, man. These these <laughs> these events, I've had people say that was like ayahuasca. Yeah. I, yeah. I just did one yeah. and someone goes, I did ayahuasca two weeks ago. They came to the event. They go, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's because that that whole state is in you, right? Yes. Like you, yes. you, when you're in there, yes. you're in there. Yeah. Um, and, and thank you for bringing that up because amongst all of this, now mm. we're really highlighting the two parts. Mm. And and I want to get back to like this this our hormonal you said hijacked hormones our hormones are hijacked and that's that stood with me and there's one thing that I want to I want to talk about because I know I really love your passion in foods man and like mm. I want to shift there because yeah. I call you the superfood guru you call yourself the student but man you <laughs> you, you 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 travel around the world finding the mm. best things that we need to start eating mm -hmm. the thing is that there's there's a lot of people that even like me. When I'm stressed, I want to get a little snack. Sure. I want to grab something. Sure. What are there foods right now that we're eating that are just when you're stressed? Oh, you think you're just palliating it, but it's making everything worse. Well, that's a rabbit hole. Depending on it, we could grab each individual person and see what their their yeah. their their kind of comfort food is, and uh, you know, so you know. Well, what foods should we avoid when we're stressed? Well, I mean, you can, I mean, any of the ultra-processed foods, because on average, these, pro these, you know, it's 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 not a, uh, explained enough. Ultra-processed foods are literally parts of foods, chemical versions, uh, uh, stabilizers, uh, yeast, mold, whatever it is. They're 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 reconstructed. And posing as food. Some of this is like 40 different constituents put together to do what? Make it hyper palatable. So all of these are some form of chemical process. And that's where now we're starting to see they're not just food. They're chemical factories. Right? So now, listen, I've been in foods all my life. I've looked at processes of like, okay... Everything's in a process, essentially. As soon as you pick a piece of fruit, it's in a process of dying. So the longer that goes with out of the soil, it's further away from its life, and it's starting to go down. And even tea, right? Dried herbs, fantastic way of preserving. But then you have to, you process them through extracting the herbs through hot water right so there's all this process of stuff but you know the things that i uh always go back to and again this is the general stuff if you can reach out for whole foods and if you know the farmers and you know where to go uh that's the best place to go and i would say that probably so the avoidance is one thing avoid the ultra processed food uh and usually 
processed food begets more processed food because of the training of your microbiome. So <laughs> the microbiome is, we still know so little, but yet the things that we're finding out are so fascinating. So um, my good friend, uh, uh, microbiologist Compton Ram, who I, I, I traveled all throughout Cam Cambodia, uh, Cambodia with and Southeast Asia, and he was like, he was just blowing my mind in terms of the microbiome. And he was like, they don't communicate the same way as cells. They communicate biophotonically, so through light, faster, more powerful, easier. So imagine your cravings. I want everyone who may have a craving this weekend to question, is it you? Or is it the terrain and the environment, i.e. your microbes, that you have trained, who are then so smart that have been around billions of years before you and even through before humans, and all they want is just a little more of what you've already been given it. So it's the sugary foods, it's the whatever processed food you've been given it. You've created a terrain, and now quote-unquote, the good bacteria may have been pushed out a little more, is less inhabitable, and that other uh, microbiome is there, and it's communicating. It wants that sugary, sweet, whatever, and it's communicating biophotonically mm -hmm. to your brain, and you think you have the craving. You don't have the craving. Your microbes have the craving, and you're being freaking manipulated upside down sideways by a technology that's infinitely greater than your self-control. So imagine if you take a little time, similar to your process that you're going to take people through, emotional release, if you take a little time, and it doesn't take that amount of time, we're talking a week of just switching patterns of eating, whole food, if you have a craving, eat a date rather than your tub of ice cream, right? If you switch over, okay, I want a sugar crave. Okay, well, give it fiber and give it uh, whole food. Give it, give it something, and I, I understand. Over time, in a very short amount of time, your cravings will absolutely change. Mm -hmm. And so then your, your ability to shift out of that chemical-laden food and ultra-processed food, you will starve out that bad bacteria. I'm trying to keep this very simple, but it's really that. So that terrain has been trained by you. You started it, but by you shifting it, you can, you can retrain that terrain so that you don't have those same cravings, okay? So that's, that's something that's really, really important. And when you do that, we all find this when we're able to stop and you know, do a new workout routine or whatever, when we actually do it, over time and are consistent when we're experiencing that we realize like oh i feel so much better but you don't get to know that without actually doing the work yeah. so it's not the easiest thing in the world especially when you've trained yourself to consume certain foods but if you're willing to shift some of that craving and don't put it in the house, don't buy it. Mm -hmm. 
and replace it, uh, your your cravings will absolutely shift. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it as the microbiome, right? Yeah. And and I love how you talk about it. it's ancient. It's it's oh. so advanced. How much of the things that we even do in our lives is is dictated maybe even outside of eating? It's like totally. what's really at the control? Oh, I think man, about the Ninja dude, Turtles, a, the, like a crane guy. He was in the belly and just totally just yeah. dictating where that talk about it. a talk about a that's a whole dmt experience right, right there right? like like yeah that that who knows who knows anima mundi it's valentine's day and i'm excited to introduce you all to anima mundi one of my favorite herbal companies out there i've been a fan of them for many years now i love working with them a lot of my herbs in my home are by them and you see a lot of their products on my stories. They're devoted to making vibrant, medicinally potent remedies to honor harmony principles and ancient formulation practices. Their product contains zero fillers, zero binders, zero flow agents. One of my personal favorite ones is a Sacred Heart Kit. I got a little box and I'm utilizing the powder, I'm utilizing the tea, I'm utilizing the tinctures. It's really important to know that we are always connected to the plants around us. And Nima Mundi really holds the integrity of that. There's a compilation of, in the Sacred Heart Kit, my favorite one, there's a compilation of aphrodisiac and mood-enhancing herbs, flowers, berries, barks, known to awaken the heart. Yes, awakening the heart. When alchemized, these plants awaken deep lucidity and euphoria in the mind, and also gently nourish emotional and sexual health. To try out Anima Mundi's herbs or the Sacred Heart Kit, go to animamundiherbals.com, use the code DRG for 15% off. That's A-N-I-M-A-M-U-N-D-I, herbals.com. Use the code DRG for 15% off. Check it out. Thank you, Anima Mundi. So a lot of us are stressed. Yeah. Maybe even hearing this, people are like, oh, shoot, man, this was an inconvenient truth here. Yeah. Right? Like they're, yeah. they're, This is like right here on, yeah. our, on the table. Yeah. Might have brought the stress levels. Yeah. <laughs> now we, we, we can go to the processed foods. But 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 what are your favorite foods? What are the best foods to eat when we're stressed oh, out? Oh man. I mean, the most consistent things you can do is bring in the adaptogenic herbs. These things are I started playing with these things 20 years ago. And I asked myself a question when I was starting to formulate some stuff for some companies and it was like, "Well, we're dealing with a level of stress here that we don't and we're not utilizing some of the most ancient food ever." Right? So, you know, thank God medicinal mushrooms are starting to get out there hell i named my dog chaga yeah. so um the king of mushrooms is great because after five years my fire that hit my property this isn't a adaptogenic herb or a medicinal mushroom well it's fairly medicinal i found uh chanterelle mushrooms chanterelle, yeah. uh and it, they haven't shown up since the the fire came through my property so it was a good discovery uh yesterday um, so medicinal mushrooms, uh, reishi, chaga, uh, cordyceps, um, even maitake, lion's mane, obviously, and you can even get, you can cook with lion's mane. Yeah. Um, uh, chaga is not an edible, like it's not a mushroom you're cutting up. It's barely a mushroom. It's just a fungus coming off a birch tree, but incredible uh, medicinal mushroom and all of these things. And and then I'll just name a, a few others. Ashwagandha, Tulsi, Stragalus. Maca is certainly from an endocrine system, an adaptogenic. Um, and Shizandra is one of my favorite traditional Chinese medicine uh, herbs. Um, 
I got to eat these wild, get to celebrate oh, really in cool. China uh, at the Shizandra Festival. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, 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 when you see these things and you see the reverence that they've had for thousands of years, and even like, even something like turmeric, even though it's not a, a really uh, a full um, adaptogenic herb we still find out so many things about it. Like even if you're thinking about brain health, you like eat turmeric on a consistent basis. Uh, the curcumin, curcumin and the turmerones are turn on brain derived neurotropic factor. Uh, like these things, coffee, fruit, brain derived neurotropic factors. So coffee, fruit, it's interesting. The, 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 the alchemical aspect that happens with, coffee beans and fruit together turn on a huge amount of brain-derived neurotropic factor. So these are things that adaptogenic herbs, please don't get them confused with stimulation. They're not caffeine. They're not coffee. You're not taking them going, I'm feeling it necessarily. These are over time, they're building and they're not forcing your body into a, a, a result. It's modulation. If you have an overactive immune system, it dampens it. If you need to up-level your immune system, it modulates that. So these are, and now we're talking about endocrine system again. So these are, I think, essential part of our daily routine of some form, some fashion, getting in long-term use of adaptogenic herbs. Adaptogenic herbs, by definition, do no harm. Okay, some things like things like rhodiola rosea or tonka dali that are good for hormones and things like that. These things need to be stopped and 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 not used 100% of all the time. So you need to be aware and also starting with testing first. You know see see where your hormones are at yeah. you always want to know what's happening so that you're not just also just buying stuff mm-hmm. you're hearing what i'm saying and what you're saying you're just buying everything that we just said that's not necessarily the best approach yeah. uh you want to know where you're at yeah. and probably intuitively you know uh if you you know if you're sleeping well if you're exercising if you have energy, but if you're dependent on coffee to wake up, if you're lethargic, if you're uh, if you're restless, there there's certain indicators that can can show up to say like, yeah, you might your adrenals might be shot, your your systems might be you know plugged up and not running well. So, you know, I'm a big fan of test. You know, get, get your hormonal panel tested. I mean, detoxification is way, way, way underutilized, right? Giving that body a pause, um, intermittent fasting, let some autophagy happen. But as I find out, women, massively different than men. Oh, and yeah. most of the studies are all for men. And then they say this, and it's like I'm humbly aware of how powerful the female endocrine system is, 
and uh and i'm continuously learning because my most of my followers too are women because listen it's not lost to me that that who controls society the, the the you know the the overrunning of society of manipulation is coming from you know some certainly some males and and having too much power but the real at the household level uh that's women yeah like they 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 are open <laughs> they are smart they are intelligent and they care uh, and that's the reception, and they're bringing that to the husbands, and they're bringing that to the children, and so th- they are the gateway, man. Yeah, hundred percent, the gateway. That's I like. I like mm-hmm. that word there, the gateway. We speaking about women. Anytime I would recommend different diets, uh, sometimes I would recommend for some women maca, mm. and you mentioned maca just yeah, right yeah. now. Now, is it me? Because I, I mean, I've seen some studies, but not like it's more anecdotal. It, it really boosts up libido, maca. Yeah. Is this is this true about one yeah. of these one of these favorite? Yeah, roots? both sides, both, both sides. sides, both both men and women. Again, and now we can make the argument that everyone's libido is down based on the toxicology that's going on in our world. So so listen, when you're healthy, you want to have sex. You know, not 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 unhealthfully, but in your good relationship, you want to connect and you want to love and you want passion and like, you know, so when, again, that's why the argument of adaptogenic herbs to help modulate some of the hijacking that's going on in our endocrine system. So maca does show up in multiple studies for the last 25 years, showing strong indication of, of endocrine modulation. Again, it's not forcing you to have you know the best hormonal flow ever or be excited necessarily that's not it's necessarily its job its job is to help regulate that which should be uh balanced anyway but i mean i look around and i'm like i'm I'm scared for what's going on and when you see things like even on the men's side you see this testosterone you see the sperm count the sperm count you're going we are if we're trying to destroy a population in terms of not moving it forward just keep doing what we're doing Mm. you know it's because you're looking at the very fabric of moving a population forward and the inability to even get pregnant is just uh on both sides it's just going going yeah. up so so maca yeah man maca is a it's a great one for libido it's a great it, one i, I, lo- I love it's, that one it's a, and, and for for men modulating again you're talking about modulation of estrogen and testosterone mm-hmm. and again it's not forcing women to have like men's testosterone right it's it's regulating for them right. and for us we naturally gain and garner more testosterone so we obviously in this day and age um, that's why I hooked on to adaptogens 20 years ago. I was like, I'm seeing, because I asked one question, what do we require in this day and age right now? Right now? And I'm seeing, I'm looking at society going, no, we're not eating anything that we're most of our, you know, we're at 60% of the adults on this, in this country are eating ultra processed food. Yeah. So we need, you know, 
is adaptogenic herbs the answer? Well, it's a hell of a good start for getting your mood, your sleeping patterns, your stress levels. Because if you take away one thing, adaptogens and stress, they help modulate the stress on many different levels. And then you can start to, you know, from, you know, exercise and recovery, you got cordyceps and even adding some maca and even the studies around creatine, both for females and males are fantastic. So increasing muscle mass. Uh, I mean, these things are easy hacks and additions that you can add to your life. And then once you have a little more um, kind of energy, it kind of starts a snowball effect too. So at the same time, you're lowering some of the ultra processed foods, some of the chemical exposures, and then increasing the yeah. nutrient density and increasing the adaptogenic herb. Just that thing alone, just those change your whole outlook on life can can change at that point. Yeah, it pulls you out of the ultra processed hole, oh, right? And man. you see some light, and you're the thing is the snowball is like you feel good in your body, and then you want to feel better. And you 100%. want to feel better. And then you start feeling better. And you go, well, what else can I do? Right. You're, you're gaining like this vitality within you. But it takes that one. It does. It takes that discipline. And it takes that, I don't know what this looks like. It's going to be a pain in the ass for a little bit because I'm breaking, you know, comfort patterns. Yeah. But my God, if anyone takes away anything, follow your guidance, follow what's going on. Listen. Number one, one of my great friends and researchers, Dr. Mosin Hermanish said, no one is closer to you than you. So listen from you through any advice. Do your own research. Talk to your holistic doctors. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you're not getting nutritional advice from people that don't have any training. <laughs> and, uh, and you give it a go, man. Yeah. Because this is it. This is our life. What happens after, who the hell knows, but this is it. And minimize your damn exposure to chemicals that have no interest in moving life forward in a positive way i'm sorry that's just the what what's going on uh and together you share this episode you share this information you share it with other people and and let them even if they're skeptical so be skeptical do one little google search you can find that study 240,000 microbits of plastic it was a great study done and they they explain how they tested it. They explain. So I'm just using that as the muse. It's like there's some powerful studies. But the problem is, even when I was doing this book, dude, like I couldn't even find the studies. You do a regular search these days. Yeah. And you're like, I'm having to dig and dig and dig and dig. It's not, it's it's weird. Algorithmically, yeah. you can't find good data. Yeah, yeah, it's uh -huh. it's 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 hard, and sometimes <sighs> I wonder why it's so hard. You know, it's that's a whole nother oh, conversation a, that we can yeah. have. But you know, t t when I tell people who get overwhelmed, you know, you can make a little list. You say, okay, yep. here is my makeup, yep. the, my shampoo, the lotions. I know that I use these. Oh man, I didn't want to look at my deodorant, but I, I I'm gonna look at this. <laughs> yeah. Write a list of the personal care products and the, the foods you're eating, right? Yeah, yeah. And then on the other side, you can put alternatives now there's right. like you mentioned resources environmental working group yes has so much information mm. on makeup and lotions yeah. and everything we put on our body in our body i've i've done viewers and listeners hundreds of shows on usda organic what that means heavy metals what that means how to find that how to ask companies for that yeah. you know th this information is here it just takes 
that extra oomph of like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm ready to look at all this. Yeah. You know, getting rid of the moisture wicking stuff. Yeah. Right. Going more with the clothes. This is going to be the new topic. I feel like this yeah, year people dude. are going to talk about clothes more. You know, because clothes, it's on our skin. We absorb off gas. We absorb. So we want to make sure, okay, you know, there was a, I was reading about this. They did a study on the frequency of clothes, mm. the energetics of clothes. Yes. Polyester being the most yes. dense energy of all the clothes. Yes. And uh, I think uh, cotton and wool, mm -hmm. like the wool linen, mm -hmm. uh, and linen is, 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 the, is the highest frequency. Yeah. You actually feel, you feel your you best in these feel, clothes. Dude. I, I'm so I am wearing all industry of all nations. I, I know that company very well. They're unbelievable. Yeah. Three brothers. I, I love these guys. I've done a deep dive. We we highlighted them in this documentary that we're doing yeah. because they're doing so good. And they're and again, it's not easy because the 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 systems exist already. It's not easy to do what they're doing yeah. because it's so wrong what's going on right so that's where it's really important to to vote with our money and even though things are more expensive you've been duped by these cheap prices this cheap has a massive cost that's right? the way to say it and yeah. and and to your point i love being in clothes where i know that they are caring for the indigenous people that the cotton is like they have a line of undyed, but it's tan because it's a high Andean cotton that is just naturally brown. Mm -hmm. It's like when you get to live in integrity by the and know that you're in healthy clothes, there is a thing, man. A thing. I'm like, I just feel I threw like. Jeff, like I didn't realize how gnarly clothes were, were. And in the last few years, I was just like the second largest polluter because you don't realize you can see a plastic bottle and you go, that's probably not good, right? Because you can see it and you can scrunch it. But then you realize that most of the clothes are petroleums or plastics or plasticizers or azo dyes and formaldehyde and, yeah. and the, and the 8,000 chemicals, right? Yeah. And you're like going, whoa, man, that is just discarded. And there's no way to recycle any of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of these greenwash companies are like, yeah, we recycle. I don't want recycled nylon and petroleum on me. Right. I don't want them. A lot of those. I don't want them. Like companies every week come after me with like, hey, check out our clothes. Check out the... Well, yeah, I don't recycle what? Yeah. Recycle b bad stuff yeah. so that you can make something new from the bad stuff? Yeah. Sorry. It's true, man. Not it's interested. True. We did the Heal That Self merch line, and you know how many times they're like, no, this is the best. And then I'm looking at it, and it's recycled plastic, <laughs> recycled, all these recycled nasties. Yeah. I said, only organic. They're like, well, yeah. Christian wouldn't make business. I said, only organic, right? Yeah. Because we have to live in that integrity. And, and, yeah. and the clothes thing keeps coming up for me because it's like, we are used to buying a sweatshirt, maybe 20 yeah. bucks, 30 bucks most, mm -hmm. you know, but like an industry of nations, yeah. like they're, they're more expensive clothes. Yeah. It, it, it's, got, it, it's a change in consciousness. Yeah. But I know yeah. when I wear their stuff or any other company, I'm wearing these right here. These are organic, clean, 
Yeah. You just feel different. You totally. really do. And yeah. and if you're sensitive to it, you 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 know. And there's a I from the energetic standpoint, mm-hmm. I always think there's an energetic cost with the pain that's behind that which you're wearing. Dude, 100%. And, and I'm not I'm far from perfect, man. I have yeah. I still have Nike shoes, I still have Reebok shoes. Yeah. But but we, we could still make changes over time. Doesn't mean you throw away your whole wardrobe and then right. you're you you have two yeah. shirts to wear, you right. know? Yeah. So just bringing that consciousness to everyone. You know, maybe we start making changes. Yeah, we have to. And I think, again, instead of buying, you know, a hundred different articles of cheap clothes, buy three and be more intelligent with how to layer them and use them and 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 take a greater responsibility of of the, the of of your clothes. Like I really cherish these clothes. I really cherish yeah. because now that I've spent a lot of time with these guys, when I've really unpacked and looked at how they're doing it, I'm fully behind them. And I get it. They're more expensive, but that's a true cost. It's not like it's the same cost and they're just cranking up the 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 cost of it to the customer. And that's not it at all. Yeah. You know the journey? Like that's what I was said in the supplement world. It's no different. Because they're working with a cotton or Bolivian alpaca that's like their pet, and they're not harming the animal as they shave it. Like I looked into all of this stuff with them. And the journey to get that and to do it the right way, you have to create a new production that really doesn't exist. So you have to pave your own way, which is costing right similar to the when you have rhodiola coming from the sovereign mountains of tibet and you just want your rhodiola supplement and you just want to take it and get all of the the angiogenic benefits from it or whatever the journey of that rhodiola at 27,000 feet not really but between I've been in the mountains at 20,000 feet, 15 to 20, and they even went went even further. And then finding it, bringing it down the mountain, cultivating it, creating creating the supplement in a way that is not losing the active compounds so that it is high in integrity and not using solvent solvents and hexanes and all of this other stuff that will leave all of this other residue, it is no one virtually at all is doing it well on a big scale. So we don't know the cost because we've got cheap, crappy supplements and clothing and and ultra-processed food to buy a hamburger for a subsidized cost of an animal that was a sacred animal that was treated like shit and and you grind it down full of pesticides and herbicides and growth hormone and government subsidizing that cost so so it's not a true cost and you get to buy your McDonald's for 5.99 or whatever the hell they're charging it's a not a true cost it's not a true cost so when you get the true cost you go oh my god it's so expensive well don't buy as much and don't eat as much don't eat as much animal foods. Eat the better quality and then eat more plants and grow some if you can and support your farmer. So it's like 
let let's support these damn companies that are doing the right thing and i i applaud this yeah. and i spend majority of my time talking to these people so that we can get that message out yeah, i love that you know I love that and thank you for doing that work because we need that information oh, out there man and it's just it's that shock where we go i'm used to it being this much why is it this much yeah but you keep talking about true cost and it makes so much sense there's an energetic cost which we don't even know oh, there's an energetic cost to consuming that food. And there's an environmental cost. And, an environmental and everyone cost. talks about the environment and all that stuff. And like, how do you be a great steward? Start with your own environment. Start with your own environment. Person in the mirror. Yeah. You know? Person in the mirror. What are you doing? Like, I, I and I listen, I'm not one of those people that, you know, you know, I'm not under the delusion that the electric car is gonna save us. You know, the the true cost of that, you look into that shit and uh, it's it's a big delusion too. Yeah. Like there's a lot you could hell. That's a whole nother rabbit because the whole side of my life that I spend a lot of time on that no one knows about is clean energy tech. Mm. Massively involved with stuff. <laughs> it, we could make an argument of of, and I'll just say this and I won't continue. But we could make an argument of consciously growing the right crops. And using distillation, which, by the way, started our country, every farmer had a distillation unit of ag waste into distillation, into fuel that they could use for their tractors and equipment and everything else. They were sovereign. Okay, Homestead Act came. Lincoln enacted that. The corporations manipulated that act, took out all of the small farmers, Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we could actually create programs of waste streams right now and better growing of crops and create ethanol and have fuel sovereignty in this country. Right? Great friend of mine, permaculturist David Bloom. He has demonstrated this since the 70s, he's written books on this. You think of think how crazy that is when you've been saying this stuff and it's been sent all over the world. Brazil's an amazing example of using ethanol for all of their fuel. But this, my point to this is all of this stuff is a breakdown of a lazy system that only has one outcome. And that's a GDP. That's a capitalistic. It's only about the fidu the fiduciary duty is to raise profits. We should redefine fiduciary duty. The fiduciary duty should be the tax of what you're doing in the environment because what is real wealth? Let's follow na nature's principles. Nature's principles is there is no waste ever. And if you are doing something that causes waste, then you need to figure it out. So that that is not a waste stream, that is an underutilized resource that you've been too lazy to understand. So these are the systems. We need to break the systems that are breaking us and then follow nature. Nature is freaking abundant. And she always has us, right? Put one seed in the ground, what happens? A, a tree grows, like pomegranate tree grows. Then there's 70 pomegranates. You crack open one, it's got 700 seeds. 
It's pleomorphic. It just keeps going. Why would we not, even an economic model, why would you not want to follow nature's principles of wealth? Of course you would. You have 47, my great friend Paul Hawken wrote Regeneration. He's like, we have 47 million acres of lawn that we water for no reason other than to border our home. If you took half of it and, and grew food and watered it, imagine every home with a little lawn in L.A. growing half of it as food. You would have more food than you could possibly eat. That's true. Right? We have playgrounds. We have, okay, teach kids how to grow food. Like during the pandemic, stimul- you know what a stimulus check looks like to me? What's your zip code? Where are you? What kind of, where do you live? I'm sending you a, a packet of seeds. Yeah. Right? Imagine, imagine what following nature and following the systematic approach, real pragmatic stuff. I'm not talking flippantly yeah. like utopia without grounded stuff. I'm talking about very pun intended grounded stuff here. Grow food, great organization called Food Forest Abundance. You can, Go there, you can send a map of your lawn, and they can send you a permaculture plan to best grow. Like it's it's like the solutions are there, but it's just a matter of this fatal convenience of this is what life is. Yeah, but what do you want your life to be? Amen. You know? Yeah, beautiful. And and it's so empowering <laughs> because yeah, like we we can. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and we, we complain so much about so much, but like we can we can grow our food. Yeah. And this is the best. But and viewers and listeners have heard me say this for a long time. If you grow your own food, that's better than organic. Right. Grow 100%. your own food. 100%. Thank you for that. The last part of this. Right. I want to play a little like rapid fire. Yeah. yeah. If I can. I don't think a rapid fire exists in yeah, my world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we could try. I got I got I got a list of some stuff that and I want to know. The you say you're a student, but the superfood guru's opinion mm, on this. Mm. Uh, let's go with oat milk, good or nah. Look, you made it yourself. Don't buy this shit. You've got a bad carton that's lined with whatever, and you've got, you know, emulsifiers and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. I mean. There's probably some better things coming on the market, but you know how easy it is to make oat milk? Easy. It's very easy. Buy oats, soak them, and blend them. You can strain them if you want or just pour it in your the little little chunky. Whatever you want. It's really easy to make. Easy you don't stuff. need to buy it. Okay. Like a glass container, a mason jar, and oats, and a, a cotton undyed shirt. Hell, you could strain it, and you're done. So oat milk on the store shelves is out. It's out. Okay. How about hemp seeds? Are they overrated or they're good stuff? No, no, no. Hemp seeds are incredible. Great protein source. And the the thing that stuck out for me around, it was also Sasha Inchi. I was looking at oils way back in the day. Sasha Inchi oil out of the Amazon and hemp oil. And it seemed that from a human perspective, Omega-3, 6, and 9 are represented in hemp and sashinchi oil better than almost any oils. Uh, so they're very well balanced. Again, if 
the seeds itself, easy addition, get the omega threes and six and nines and the good protein source. So yeah, I think, I mean, again, like it's just be hard to tell on the quality. So yeah. you just want, you got to do your work on the, on the quality and try to get a company that's open and transparent with, with how they source and their flow of how they do that and any testing that they do. If you don't test, you don't know. Yeah. And that's the naivete in the, in this world. And that's the plausible deniability that people use. Uh, and some of it's naive in the supplement world. Some of it's not, but you need to test mm -hmm. like, you know, cause in the middle it's speaking of maca, we ran into an issue. Maca is at 14,000 feet. The capital of maca is in Juanin, Peru. And, uh, we all of a sudden when we were testing maca, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, heavy metals showed up. Mm. And you're like, we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know what we found out? 9,000 unregistered uh, mining operations all throughout the Andes. So it's getting in the atmosphere. It's raining back down on this pristine area. Heavy metals. Mm. Yeah. How about uh, goji berries? Love goji berries. Goji berries are good. Goji berries are good. I mean, they're nightshades, so if people, if they have a, if they have an issue with nightshades, then you know maybe regulate. But you know, Ron T Garden's done a lot of great work with uh, goji berries. Sourced it uh, well. Um, I think, I think Navitas has some good ones too, and they do a lot of good testing. Zach over at at, uh, at Navitas. So yeah, I've yeah, been in touch with them. How about cacao? Oh man, cacao is, is the elixir of the gods, man. Good stuff. Good stuff, but you have to do the heavy metal testing. Um, and Navitas does a good job on that stuff too. Um, also, company I don't get paid for this either. Uh, um, company called Z Naturals. It's a good bulk uh, herbal operation. They do a lot of good testing. You can buy like ten pound bag of cacao powder or wow. like or wafers i'm a big fan of a hundred percent peruvian organic wafers no sweet nothing straight up bitter baby Ooh, bring I back feel it in my mouth bring right back now. the bitter bring back the bitter so it's a, it's a good company and they, they sell herbs too yep because sometimes it's hard to find a good company where you could just buy, i want to buy bulk herbs i want to make tea i want to do all I'll, these I'll, I'll plug them both z naturals and rose mountain herbs are great I use mountain well, herbs. yeah yeah so yeah. they're they're great okay fantastic yeah. five swaps every american should make food swaps oh geez uh what do americans eat these days uh um i would swap pizza make your own uh don't get anything for this either plant strong you know plants the plant strong uh rip esselstein so he created a pizza kit organic tested crust with the tomato sauce and then you just load it up Ooh. do whatever you want load it up so the crust is taken care of it's healthy it's great and then you load it up so that's an easy swap i've converted people with my pizza recipes i've converted you know i've been plant-based for 15 years plus i think at this point and uh i've converted people to incredible uh pizzas uh, i would say swapping that and you know um the 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 
the the breads because this is this was the alarming thing of the ultra processed food you know that the ultra processed the most is like the muffins and the breads and the things like that that's the majority of the calories of the ultra processed food so these kind of um bad use of yeasts and sugars and everything else i would i mean what would you swap that out for uh, listen, you, there's so many great alternatives for like maybe a coconut flour bread or uh, I'm, I love a very slow acting, authentic uh, yeast and sourdough. So just switch it out for that. I mean, you eat a fresh organic sourdough. Oh, come on. There's a reason it's in the Bible, for God's sakes. Amen. For God's sakes. It's holy. Yeah, it's freaking holy. Changes okay, my three life. more, three more, three um, more. Yeah, uh, I would switch out a sweet for, you know, my go-to is if if you want a quick and easy, uh, like, little energy bar, switch out the energy bars and grab a date and put, my favorite is I have Baruka Butter. Oh. It'll change your freaking life, man. And it's the most nutrient-dense nut on the planet. So again, there's no... So my thing is, nature provides. So I'm still getting an amazing date and butter. It blows me away. It's incredible, but it's all beneficial, right? Yeah. So there's no downside. So easy kind of uh, energy bar thing. Um, what else? Uh, How about oils? Um. You know, olive oil, organic. If you can find an artisan organic oil, I mean, I don't even know. I haven't met this guy yet, but Brian Johnson, I've heard some great work. Mm -hmm. The guy who's mm -hmm. biohacking everything and testing everything. Apparently, he's got some incredible olive oil. I know this girl out of Italy. She's got, uh, she's growing her own called Shana's Kitchen. I think she's starting to like literally growing her own. I don't know if it's widespread yet, but um, if you can find, I worked with a co-op in Sabina, Italy for a while, and they would co-op and growing their own olives from like some 2,000-year-old olive trees and like incredible. Like, um, So find that because most of the olive oil on the shelves are, are rancid, and if it's not in a dark or glass bottle, you definitely don't want that. It's yeah. guaranteed it's going to be oxidized um any like i think a, from a beverage perspective i would say if you're addicted to like cola or sparkling water minimize some of that stuff it could could have some uh, detrimental effects on your digestive system over time and maybe switch to uh, kombucha uh, or something like that that could be a little easier for you and not a high sugar kombucha um, I don't know any brands off the top of my head. I did a whole show on sugar and kombucha, oh, so right. everyone go back and listen Bam. to that. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. We, we're, we're good to go. All Perfect. right, that was all five. Man, look, I know that you have a lot to say about a lot, and, <laughs> and we don't have all the time in the world, yeah. but you got to come back, yeah. and I really want to have more conversations as you get deeper in this. I'm excited for this documentary. When is that going to come out? I don't know. We're just uh, we're fishing around on good distribution right now, yeah. but it's uh, I think that running title is called let's get naked i like that right now so my good buddy jeff garner he's you know this has been a life's work um so we really went into it 
Um, yeah, and I'm working on two other docu-series right now to illuminate some more stuff. Too. You stay busy, man. And the books? Super Life, Tried and True, uh, and uh, Fatal Conveniences. Fatal Convenience. And then the name of your podcast, and where else do we find it? The you? Darren Show, uh, DarrenOlean.com. I just opened my marketplace where I'm vetting companies. They can only be on their if they haven't gone through my rigorous kind of vetting process and the only way also they can get on there is they give everyone a discount um if they buy better better products so darrenoline.com and my marketplace so and then all throughout social and everything check that out everyone viewers and listeners and thank you for your wisdom man Mm. the passion is easy that's that we already Mm. knew the wisdom is there the Mm. the moving forward of Mm. of of the people moving of the environment of just like a better world. I don't have children yet, but if there's leaders like you, I'm ready to have children right now. Bam, let's do it. I love it, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks, man.